Welcome to Answers with Ollie Alexander. Uh, we'll probably do a Q&A. I want to try to make this as fast as possible. Um, you know, blue pills keep us in the matrix, so the story goes. Red pills allow us to exit the matrix and see... Uh, it's not really reality if you understand the matrix, but it is it is more of the physical reality than the matrix allows you to see, which is a which is a digital simulation. Um, but again, if you kind of understand the uh, the uh, the paradox of Zion, you understand that there's also a matrix in the physical reality, and um, and um, but the white pill. Uh, and I don't know who originally came up with the term, but the white pill is supposed to be for optimism or hope, right? So when you see something that you didn't expect, something that, that could have trajectory in the future, you call that a white pill. And then I've heard only two of us use the term clear pill, uh, and I, I think that we mean it slightly different, but slightly the same. There's some, there's some Venn diagram there, me and Curtis Garvin. And, um, um, and so I want to talk, I want to, you know, this is very rare, but I want to say what gives me hope. I feel very bullish on the small force of resistance, the small, you know, the small uh, contingent of people who are going to resist the Great Reset. And for some reason... Even this weekend, I, I, I felt like there was like hope filling up my heart, filling up my soul. And today, you know, poo, you know, I, I feel like God really knocked it out of the park. You have Elon Musk proposing a peace proposal for Ukraine and Russia and the international community to have a more objective form of reality, right? And what Elon Musk is doing is brilliant. It's just brilliant. Like, you have to understand there's several layers to this, and it's brilliant because of all the questions that it begs and the enemies that it creates. So then it creates Zelensky, comes out and slams Elon Musk, revealing himself, right? And remember this. This is a secret. I don't, I don't know if I wanted to release this yet, but let me tell you the secret before Elon tells you. The secret is, is that, that Zelensky is a pop figure. And if we can pop the pop figure bubble, then he's no more. He's, Zelensky is a useful meme to the regime. And the second Zelensky is no longer popular, he, cease be, he ceases being of use to the regime. And, you know... Again, in kind of our folk stories in all cultures that have a devil or a Satan character, you know, there's consequences for, for you know, making a deal with the devil, etc., etc., etc. You know, and, and, and one of the, you know, kind of classic themes is that the, the devil will never make good on the deal because your interpretation of the deal is limited to your humanity, and the devil, even though he's a, uh, uh, an evil character, is still a, a force of nature. He's still a, you know, 
he's a demonic force, but you know he came from the angelic realm. So he has a greater understanding of these concepts and words than you. He has a greater command of language than you have. And so, so what Elon Musk is doing is taking kind of the first hammer at that, that pop figure shield that Zelensky has around him. And if you have four or five more figures at the Elon Musk category that attempt to shatter this force field that is around Zelensky, it will pop. And I just feel so confident and so bullish that if there are five good men, or women, but mostly men, three minimum men, two women at the most, and that will lead to our freedom. And I don't know why I think this right now, why I feel this, but I don't, I don't think we need the masses. I don't even think we need a strong minority. I think we just got to have some very skilled folks. I don't want to call them wizards, but Scott Adams would call them wizards. Come and assault the system. I'm calling for an assault on the system. I'm calling for every good-natured man and good-natured woman who knows the secrets of the universe, like me, like Kanye, like Elon Musk, and like a lot of other people you all know, I'm calling on all of us to dust off our losses and assault the system. Break the force field. Break the meme. Break the trans. That's what we're all under. And I was so encouraged in Idaho, 700 Catholics marched and prayed for the world. That was so encouraging. That was just, that, you know, I was like, man, I wish I would have known that was happening. I would have flown there for that, you know? That is just such beautiful optics. That's how we win. And so then you have Elon doing what he did today, and then you have Kanye doing what he did today with Candace Owens. Now, you know, there's all kinds of other things going on, but I'll say this is, is, is Kanye hasn't been, you know, you, you know, I, I said this, me and Trump and Kanye all got pushed off the chessboard at the same time, if you'll recall, right? Kanye's problems, Donald Trump's problems, and my problems pushed us all of, off the chessboard. And, you know, one by one, we've slowly been getting back to the chessboard to do what we all uniquely do. And today, Kanye demonstrated that he's over-dusting himself off. He's ready to take on reality again. And, and remember, Jesus told us this, and, and, and other great philosophers and, and, and spiritual men and women have told us this before. That the greatest, you've heard me say two things that I, you know, at great risk tell, told you. One, wa water is the best conduit. Okay? Now, that can be used for, for great danger. Um, but, you know, that's that. But what, what's the, the, the number one transfiguring concept in this universe. There's only one. 
Like there, there, there's no number two. That's how powerful this number one is. Sacrifice. And what Kanye does with the White Lives Matter shirt is he sacrifices so much. Now, if you're thinking, oh, Ali, he's sacrificing reputation, he's sacrificing popularity, he's sacrificing, you know, that's, that is so surface level that you're caught in your perspective. You know, in, in many ways, Kanye is sacrificing his pet issues. Kanye is sacrificing his ego. You know, Kanye is creating distance between people who trust him and his children and having to explain that. He's, he's, he's sacrificing security, personal security, in the things that he loves the most by wearing that. And you think, how can words on a shirt be interpreted where we, we assign a depth of belief to it? It's like, has anyone asked Kanye what he meant? Or did the internet assume that this meant this and this and meant that? And it could mean that. But see, it causes some, some existential questions about the system, right? Why did I put my ego there? Why doesn't the media have questions? Why do they have answers? Why do headlines write themselves? You know, why is Spotify have Kim Kardashian being promoted today? Hello? Wake that up. And you find out you're not dreaming. We are literally in a war. We are in an info war. We are in a spiritual war. There is a war that is currently poisoning your body. The food you eat, the water you drink, the air we breathe has all been poisoned by the corporate plutocracy that is Luciferian and libertine in nature, and they've been poisoning us to weaken our will so that we would be mentally and spiritually susceptible. That's the exciting news. The exciting news is that the human body is a filter. The exciting news is that the human spirit is unbreakable when it knows the cost. And I'm here to tell you the cost. The cost may be everything. And I've got this giant smirk on my face. The cost may be everything. And I don't know about you. But really I'm feeling like, you know what? I can afford everything. Go ahead and put two everythings on my plate. You know? I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. And as you guys can tell, <laughs> by kind of my trolling of the press the past two or three weeks, I want all the smoke, you know. Oh my God, Ali is saying vote twice. <laughs> Ali is saying don't vote. Ali is saying he wants to run the vote in Ukraine. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just, I can't even help myself. I can't even help myself. Because I'm conditioning myself. I'm conditioning myself. I only want the right enemies. If I have friends, that's cool. If I have supporters, that's cool. But what do I want right now? I want enemies. Because there is a great injustice about the land. And I mean to slaughter them. 
I mean to obliterate them. Okay? This isn't a death threat. This is a spiritual death. Of sorts. Respectfully. And what I will tell you is I mean to win. At any cost. At all cost. By any means necessary. By all means necessary. We have not begun to fight. We really haven't. Sure, we flexed our muscles a little bit on this date and that date. But what has the deep state shown us? They have shown us that our day will be assigned a day that will live in infamy. In fact, in fact, in fact, let me, let me, let me rewind. Our day has entered, the Patriot Riot has entered the top five days of all American history. It's entered one of two dates, one of three dates, I guess, that are known by just their date. It is a day that now exceeds the greatest horror that had visited our nation up until that date, Pearl Harbor. So you know what? If they say 1-6 was 9-11, I'm now hearing them clearly. They say, we see you, the people, and your frustrations, and your republic as large of a threat as our mistakes and the blowback that created 9-11. I hear you loud and clear now. You Luciferian fucks. And I'm just so excited because when everyone sticks their neck out there, no one dies. And if there was ever a time to save the world, you know, if, if we've learned anything from our fiction stories, which, were, which are just a reflection of our inner consciousness, our shadow selves, you know, some people demonic inspiration and some people angelic inspiration... You know, if we've learned anything from our fiction stories, it's at 11.59 in which the hero saves the day, huh? And that hero is all of us. You know, I'm excited. I'm, I'm already envisioning a future where we wonder about this crazy period. I refuse. I refuse to walk into a future where it is commonplace to have sexual perversion in public. Period. You know, why name one thing or two thing or listen example? It's just not going to be the norm. Not where we're going. Okay? You can call that whatever the hell you want. You can call that Americana. You can call that America first. You could call it fascism. You could call it theocracy. You could call it Christian nationalism. You could call it age appropriate. How about that's what we call it? I don't give a crap what you call it. We will not live in a future where violence doesn't meet widespread perversion. Period. Period. We're just not, we're not going into that future with them. I'm deleting that timeline. Now, the weird math is how do we get off this current timeline 
And how do we peacefully get on to another timeline? And I don't have that answer. But I am speaking into the universe. I am aligned with God that we will not march quietly into a future where you got all kinds of things hanging out at public eateries, restaurants, libraries, with or without children. It's just not acceptable. It's just not acceptable. That's over. And I will train tens of millions of Americans to not denounce, to not flinch when they see evil coming upon evil. Destruction coming upon evil. Because that's how they feed us right now. They show us, oh my gosh, destruction meets evil. And we're like, well, we shouldn't have done it that way. That's gone. Alright, all the good faith that we have allowed our oppressors to be assigned, it's gone. It's gone. Okay? I'm not denouncing, you know what? I'm not going to bomb an abortion clinic. But if somebody did, I'm not denouncing it. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for death. I'm explicitly saying, don't do that. But if it happens, say la, okay? Say la. You know, if they can poll a bunch of moderate Muslims and they don't feel the urge to denounce radical Islam, guess what? This guy, Ali Alexander, and Ali Alexander alone, but guess what? I'm going to be joined by tens of millions, maybe a couple hundred million Americans. We're done. We're done. You know, I'm going to finally teach people what is the moral allowable line that we can walk up to. What does the Bible allow us to get away with? Oh no, Ali's going to show them the loopholes. You damn right I am. I'm going to show them the loopholes that created Western civilization. I'm going to show them the loopholes that allow the frontiersmen, the pioneer. The colonialist. Because this shit is all out of whack. And you can take Elon Musk peace deal or you're going to have to deal with us. You can take Kanye West offer that all men and women of every color, including white people, are treated equally. Or you can deal with us. It's really that simple. And by the time you take some of us out, deep state, there will be enough literature, pamphlets, USB drives left in Walmart parking lots that radicalize the hell out of every American. How many white people know that white people are only 8% of the world's population? And yet, white people are treated like they're 70% of the world's population and 90% of the world's problems. White people are a minor part of the world's problems. Their self-loathing and their conditioning to hate themselves is a majority of those problems. And we ought to assign power and prestige 
to everyone. There should be white power and black power and that's mainly it in America, but there should be other, you know, Tejano power is an exception. So black, white, and Tejano power in America, everyone else, second class. But in the world, everyone should be, should have self-determination, should have dignity. We're all children of God. No ethnicity or race is better in the eyes of God than anyone else. Nobody's endowed with more rights or through natural rights or natural law than anyone else. I affirm the gospel. I affirm God's covenant. But we're going to go to where the fires are. And thank God we are censored. Thank God we are deplatformed. Thank God we are so potent that we will fly and create a slipstream into the future with less friction. Fewer beta bitches. Fewer people who don't take the hour seriously and the minute seriously. It's 11.58, folks. I don't say this with any hyperbole. We are on the path to a world war. Not like, not like a little one, a big one. And not like one where nukes aren't used. This one is where tactical nukes are routinely used. And I'm not saying the fear-mongering. I tried my best not to feed the war machine or the propaganda. I tried my best to give an opportunity to wait for, you know, an articulation of an America First foreign policy that was better than Trump's I told you so. We deserve better than Trump and his boomer I told you so. We deserve better than the Ron Paulers saying blow back this and blow back that, American foreign policy that. The hour is 11 p.m. The time is 58 minutes past the hour. Do you want to die for your ideology? So, I'm feeling pretty white-pilled. Because I know that this is the part in the movie where it gets good. This is the part in the movie where the hero recognizes and reconciles with himself the cost of saving the world. And, and not, the w, not the capital W world, but humanity. And that's everything. It might be everything. And that's fine. It's beautiful. Because it's not going to be one person. It's going to be thousands of people rushing the gates, storming the figurative capital. I'm very excited. I'm very optimistic. I think great things are coming. I think that there are some evil men and women. I was looking at some pictures of Marina Abramovic today. I just ugh, wanted to throw up. Looked at some pictures of Pope Francis. You know, just, 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 you know, it's, it's beautiful to think that the world can be built 
anew without these people robbing our values. They've perverted everything. They've perverted everything. Everything, every, everything sucks because of them. But I guess that gives us less to cling to, right? I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I have less attachment for the things that I have. I'm feeling more like re-gifting. You know, um, one of our, one of our uh, uh, friends in the community, subscribers in the community, sent me a, a gift today. And it's my third copy of Neil Postman's Amusing Ourselves to Death. I, had on my, I have on my wish list, uh, my Amazon wish list, the hard copy. But she sent me a note. She said the hard copy was sold out. So she sent me um, the paperback copy, which I already have, you know, two different versions of this. And so I thought, you know, this is going to be an awesome opportunity because there's someone very close to me who told me that they still hadn't bought or read the book. And I remember that irritating me. And so now I'm hunting down for who that person is because I'm going to gift them this book. And it just felt like, wow, what a, what a, what a, what a divine appointment this is. Someone gifted me something. I'm going to be able to give them something or give someone else something and the world will be better for it. And I feel just as special having given something. It must, it must, the hardback was sold out. I must, God must think, uh, you know, Ali doesn't need the hardback right now. So what Ali needs to do is give proper instructions to, I think it's one of the guys in my mentorship group. I just remember being so offended that they hadn't read it. And, um, you know, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. So I, I'm just, I'm just, I think we're going to win. I don't want to say that. I, let me say this. I think we're going to fight. Yeah, I, that's what I want to say. I think we're going to fight. And if I'm confessing my fears, I think it was my fear that we weren't going to fight. I think it was my fear that I would go mad That I would just go mad. But today I felt like God gave me permission for righteous indignation. Boom! Lit off some fires on Truth Social. I, uh, <laughs> that was fun. Getting my live stream back. I, I might go test the Gitter live stream tonight or tomorrow. Shh, don't tell anyone. But might, might test that tonight. And I just, I'm like, man, what are the chances? What are the chances that I'm going to start hijacking the agenda again on the right-leaning side of politics? I'm going to put so much pressure on the Republicans to bend to our will, at least 30% of the time. And Elon Musk throwing this peace proposal out there and Kanye West throwing a White Lives Matter out there. There's other people in the works, by the way. There's other things happening, you know, that when they become public, you know, let's celebrate them together. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a great time to be alive. You know, we're called to the fight. Like we literally were born in, in, in arguably the second, well, you know, I don't know, but you know, we're certainly in modern times. Let me say that. In modern times, we are the most significant generation that's ever existed. 
in modern times, let me even be more bullish. This time that we are living in, your generation, okay? Let me personalize this for you. You were born into a generation that is more important than when the modern republics were built a quarter of a millennia ago. Our generation is one that will rival Abraham, Jacob, and Jesus. And Noah. Noah obviously exceeds us. But, you know, that's how important this time is. We, we, all of us, are characters in the main plot. And which way are we going to go, dear friends? I refuse to eat if they put us on a CBDC. I will not. People can feed me. But I will not use a CBDC. I will not use that. Okay? I won't. I won't. I would rather starve to death. Literally. It's not even a question. When I go through my life and I I see all the training that God has given me to be able to resist some of these things, I'm like, I'm getting a clear picture of how my story may end to be an example to my friends and to love my friends. And it's it's a beautiful, sorrowful idea. But the themes seem pretty consistent. I don't even know if I've told some of these stories, but I had such a paranoia about what the government was going to do with the disaster relief fund and the PPP loans that I decided actually not to take any. So I don't know, I don't know that I've ever made that public. I was so terrified that the government was setting some of us up. And trust me, you know, my uh what I qualified for was a nice healthy stack of cash, okay? A nice healthy stack of cash that I would have probably tripled, in fact. So we're talking about I missed out on six figures from the government. Free government money, they tell us. And when it came time, and I filled out part of the paperwork, I decided, no. I said, this ain't right. This is not right. Now, it wasn't right for me. It was right for some people. But it wasn't right for me. And I just kept thinking, if somehow Trump loses this election, and the incoming administration targets me, you know, I know that I'm about to target Joe Biden's health. You know, you know, I'm like, this could get really nasty for me. And like looking back, I'm like, praise God. That was what you call cheap money. Okay. And I don't want cheap money. I want my money. And there's other, there's other things that I've just decided not to participate in. Like, it's like, thank God I didn't get vaccinated. Thank God I did not get vaccinated. So many people are dying. Okay. Just straight up. There's no way to deny it anymore. There's just no way to deny it. 
People are being maimed. Their hearts are being maimed. You know, you remember, you know, there was a time in humanity where we thought that the heart was the location of the soul. And it looks like fertility, fertility and the cardiovascular system are the two biggest vulnerabilities when it comes to either the virus itself or the vaccine. That's not a coincidence. Okay? It's just not a coincidence. And I said, well, Ali, what if you live in a future where this is the norm? Where you will get coronavirus twice a year and and and, and last you know last time I had it, y'all, I mean it put me down. I was I was you know, I was ready to go. Um I remember I got an email from the press asking me, Do you have coronavirus? I didn't I didn't reply to it, so it never it, it got close to getting reported, but it wasn't ever reported. But here we are on Answers with Ali Alexander, and I'm just sharing with y'all stuff I've never made public because I haven't wanted to be vulnerable for OPSEC purposes. But I'm glad I didn't get the vaccine. I'm glad I didn't get the disaster loan. I'm glad I didn't get the PPP loan. I am so glad that I did not participate in the post-Easter part of the pandemic. I'm so glad that I never took money to be a, a, a part of the Republican establishment and shill and shut up. I'm so glad I haven't written a book. I'm so glad that, you know, all kinds of other things and stories I could tell you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad. You know, do you, you guys know that January 6th, I dodged several bullets because Amy and Kylie Kramer were so greedy, greedy and grifting and trying to steal our movement. They absorbed so much legal liability that bypassed me. I'm actually running the movement. I'm actually quote, liable for most of the movement. And at the last minute, they steal the ball again from me. Bar you know, they, they did some shady stuff that day. And thank God I didn't have to pay one bill at the Ellipse rally. That the rally that I paid for on January 5th isn't accused of any criminal activity or investigation. And the, the, the one that I funded at the Capitol, think about that. I, I funded the one at the actual Capitol lawn, permitted, in Area 8. But it's also accused of no criminal activity. We're exonerated. But if I had paid $10,000, $20,000, or you know, if I had split the bills with them for the Ellipse Rally, then I would be suffering more. God's really looked out for me is what I'm saying. Hallelujah. God's really looked out for me. And that's a white pill. Because... And I, I told uh, this guy on this app that we've met, William, I said, God has not preserved you for no reason. I said, you may be destitute. You may be, um, you know, needing new hip replacements and stuff. You may be this and that. But God has not left you alive to just bibble babble. 
there's a reason all of you are here. And, and again, I just can't stress it enough. We're living in a top 10 moment in history, in all of human history. We're living in a top one moment <laughs> in modern history. You know? It's really hard for me to think of anything more significant than we're living in now. It's, it's big. It's big. I don't know if the discovery of America is as big as what we're living in right now. We are living in a moment in which we will choose whether we expedite or postpone the mark of the beast. We are living in a period and we're about to go through a controlled burn type famine situation where we are going to choose, will you suck the teat of the horror of Babylon or will you risk starving to death? Maybe with your children, okay? And these are the mental models you need to be running now because it's all hanging out there. Everything's up for grabs. Folks, everything's up for grabs. It's a tied game. And the Luciferians see an opportunity to expedite their plan 500 or 1,000 years. And they've gotten greedy. But guess what? That's the only chance we have of winning. We only have a chance of winning if they shove all in and we call them. We haven't seen the river yet, folks. But what do we need? We don't need the river. We don't need the bet. We need God. We need a miracle. We need a prayer. Oh, no. I'll be talking about praying for the proper river at Texas Hold'em. You bet you. <laughs> you bet you. I'm excited to have been born a Texan. When the American Empire does eventually fall, and nothing lasts forever, folks. Only God. But when America eventually falls, Texas will still be remembered. When America eventually falls, you know, there might be a, an ill view of January 6th or a positive view of January 6th. Yeah, I mean, you can really see it that, 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 that former Americans will mourn America and take pride in the Patriot Riot, and our enemies will like the Patriot Riot. So we might actually be living in a future, or, or our children or grandchildren might be living in a future where 80% of the world loves 1-6. But anyway, back to what I'm saying. That I see it so clearly now. I see the universe. I can see almost as far as I was able to see before, and I see it. I see it. I see where we have to hit the ball to win. <laughs> and that's a dangerous thing. Ali with the plan? Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. You know, these past two years, I've thought about my own relationship with all kinds of parts of humanity. I've thought, what's my relationship with the Muslim world? Well, 
the mega deep state told me to hate them. Maybe I shouldn't hate all of them. Maybe, maybe some of the Muslims will be our allies in this fight against perversion. I've, I've, I've thought about other classes of people and thought, you know, maybe I hate them because the TV told me to hate them. Well, fuck the TV. I want all the all the controversial views. I want to hear every racist thing on this planet. I want to hear it. Not because it's true. And again, I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. I care about your soul. I don't really care about your race. Now, I'm also not a fool. So I'm not going to deny that there are patterns in groups of people. And you can call them by their nation. You can call them by the level of humidity in their region. You can call them by their skin color. You can call them by the squiggly lines that they write. I don't care. I'm not going to ignore patterns and groups of people. But I'm also not going to assign someone's dignity, someone's autonomy, someone's worth before God or my brother or sister in Christ to whatever that pattern of that group is. It's a no-go. Unless you're fat. Okay? Unless you're fat. Sorry. Like, I want to live in a future where gluttony is publicly shamed at, at the same level of vitriol as a person carrying a crucifix. So, come on, let's just imagine that future. It's very exciting. Let's create it, right? If we live in a simulation, right, if the atheist, if the tech bro atheists are correct, then right now, you and I can hijack this thing. So let's just hijack it, right? Imagine what happens if a white, 20-year-old, strapping lad, walks down the road with his America First hat and a crucifix, he's going to be mocked, he's going to be spit on, he's going to be called a zealot, he's going to be called a Nazi, he's going to be called KKK. He's going to be called everything but a child of God. And I want to live in a future where, again, we're in a sin, so boop, 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 delete the person, boom, Put in someone with some mega thighs, some KFC thighs, and a Taco Bell chin. Okay? It's one thing I disagree with, uh, with, with Kanye about. Talking about the collab between KFC and Taco Bell. Gross. Ugh. You know, but we all have our, our guilty pleasures. So anyway, now that fat person just walking down the road, I want people to roll down that window and not say, hey, you fat piece of S, but say, ew, repent. Ew, you're a glutton. Why don't you treat your body as God's temple? Gross. Scrub God's temple. You're beautiful. God loves you, but he hates your, he hates your, Flub thing hanging over your dick. You can't see your dick. You know? Like, 
That's the future we can have. We can have that. We can have that. We can have that. That's so exciting to me. You know? We can live in a future where, like, the libertarians don't exist. And we're out there regulating food like it's a bunch of moms, right? It's unpaid moms with, you know, their hair all curled up. And they get on national TV once, once a year and they say, this food is bad for you. And there's, there's so much social shaming in the bad food that, ew, gross, talks, stocks just tank. You know, like, ugh, McDonald's, gross. Ugh. So, look, this isn't hard. Think about how much they hate us. Let's just flip it, okay? Let's hate things that hurt each other. Gluttony hurts each other, by the way. Hello, Obamacare? I mean, really, I'm, you know, I've told you guys this before, right? I mean, gluttony is probably as big of a sin as adultery, you know? And it has as many policy effects, uh, you know, negative policy effects as, 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 uh, as at-will divorce. You know, maybe, maybe it's worse. You know, I don't know. You know, certainly when you're on a plane... And that person gets the middle seat. It certainly feels worse. Okay? It certainly feels worse. Where you think like... Their elbow... Is... Like, that's the first 15 minutes of the trip. But you know they're not going to be able to restrain their elbow. You know they're trying to hug themselves tight, and they can't possibly do that for the full hour and a half of the flight. So anyway, <clears throat> so I, I'm feeling optimistic. I think, I think this is the most optimistic I have felt in months. And, hey, guess what? They're breathing down our necks. And I got to tell you, I mean, I don't want to pull a Martin Luther King. But I don't know that I'm going to get there with y'all. Okay? I, in fact, I don't think I'm going to get there with y'all. <laughs> you know? But I've seen the mountaintop. <laughs> and it's pretty. And it can be ours. And it doesn't require a lot of changes. It simply requires us not being willing to be their slaves. Fuck them Praise God. How about that? Fuck them. Praise to God. Do you know how, how scary that is for them to hear? Now, again, it's not completely edifying. But you know how scared it is when they hear a bunch of Christians saying, fuck you, fuck the deep state, and praise God. And, and, and think about this. What does their worldview say? Their worldview says, how offended, how offended they are that you're praising God. But what's the tactic they're going to use to silence you? They'll say, how can you cuss and worship God? Right? It's a referendum on you. I'm here to say there's no election on the character of Ali. There's no election on my intentions or motives. They're not up for grabs. 
They're not up for a referendum. You don't get to judge it. If you're a Pharisee, you're about to get whipped in the face. Okay? That's my response. This is an election of one. One of one. And one of one votes with 100% turnout and 100% of the vote. Bigger than the referendum that Putin failed at. He got 99%. Ali got 100%. And Ali says Ali is awesome. And Ali says Ali can say the F word in battle and praise God. And he'll deal with it with his Heavenly Father later. But you pawn scum, right? The people who are, if you're one of those cops beating those J6 prisoners, be assured that the New World Order made sure that there were databases with your names in it. That there are union lists with your names on them. If you're one of these people who went around giving people tickets for masks, officer, your name is on that ticket. Your child will hate you as much as you convinced children to turn on their Christian parents. Envision a future where, you know, instead of, okay, remember you send your child to college and they come back and they hate you? Okay, again, this is a simulation. Let's just cut, right? And then insert from our own little dashboard. I don't know, something. And instead, these children come back and they hate their scummy bureaucrat parents. Ew, gross. You were a bureaucrat? You hated? You hated due process rights? You gave people tickets? You scum. I denounce you. Struggle snuggle session coming right up. <laughs> Tickle them until they praise God. Tickle them. Say Christ is king. Tickle them until they say Christ is king. If they die during the tickling, you know, it happened. So look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get beautified for this, okay? I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to reach sainthood. But I am here to say fuck them. Fuck their nuclear war. Fuck their World War Three. Fuck their rejection of peace. And if they don't deal with the middle, the Elons and the Kanyes, then they should meet, and I'm talking about the whole world, they should meet a violent Christian crusade. I mean it, 100%. And we got to start conditioning each other without Fed posting. We've got to start conditioning each other for these mental models. You know, I mean, to, to that degree, the Q people have that where we go one, we go all phrase. You know, you know that's, that's pretty clever. It's pretty clever. But I'm done. I'm just so done. There's not going to be... Oh, you know, I was wrong about advocating your oppression. It's going to be, I remember you. Weren't you a producer for that show by that guy, Don Lemon? Yeah, but Don Lemon's dead. He's gone, remember? You know, they, they strung him up in New York in the Empire State Building. I, I, I wasn't responsible for the talking points. No, 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 no. I think you were. I think you were. And now, look, all the classical liberals and former leftists are going to say, Ali, you're becoming the enemy you hate. 
you know what? You shut up too. You shut up too. You shut up. Shut up. If you have objections and you want to remain on my side, shut up. Nobody's looking to you for strategy sessions. No one's looking for you to be a general. You suck at morale. You're not going to fight. You are living off the prosperity of people who are willing to say controversial things. You're living off the prosperity of people who are willing to do controversial things. And by the way, you're living off the slavery of the Heartland families that send their boys, mainly black and white, to go die for the plutocracy. And in this righteous fight, the spiritual war, info war, all calls for death are metaphors. The death of the ego is what we're talking about, clearly. That will be filled by men and women of every age asking for a renewal of the human spirit. And Alex Jones might say 1776 will commence again. But it's worldwide. It's worldwide. I'm not talking about overthrowing any governments. I'm not talking about any insurrections. I'm just saying they might disappear. You know, I'm just saying that a real peaceful awakening involves these people acting like the cockroaches they are and running into the crevices. So I'm pretty optimistic. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I got my water filters. I got my backup filters. I got some straws, you know, where you can like suck up pond sludge, but it filters it all out. I got, so I got water. I got clothes. I got blankets. I don't need heat. <laughs> you think you're going to cut off electricity on me? Oh, I've also got food storage. What more? Can- Hi, my name is Ollie Alexander. I led Stop the Steal on January 6th. We did this. We didn't do this. I need you to pick up your blanket and walk with me. Door to door. Let's take questions and hear some comments. Hello, Andrew. You're live. Bro, I only got to catch some of this because my internet was in and out. But I felt your energy. I heard your points about uh, if great men actually pierce the bubble of Zelensky, that we could finish that psyop off. Uh, I see your energy with Kanye coming back strong. Like, this is amazing to see. When Ali is doing a white pill room, that means great things are coming for the world. So I'm very joyous to see this.